Ruby Andrews, welcome to England. Uh, it's a real Thank pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. It's a real pleasure talking to you. Um, Same here. This September, you're coming to the UK. You're going to Grace Our Shores and you're playing the uh, Soul Survivors Weekender at Skegness. How do you feel about that? Yes, I, I'm, I feel very good about it. It's been a while since I've been over there. Great stuff. And um, you're, uh, you're going alongside Lorraine Chandler, Spider Turner, Dean Parrish, Tommy Hunt and Sidney Barnes, to name uh, a few. Yes, I am. Lovely. Do you know, Do you know? have you, I assume you've come across these uh, people before. I bet you're the long-standing friends, some of them, aren't they? Yes, Pat Lewis, uh, uh, Spider, and uh, uh, the other one. <laughs> I can't ever think of his name. <laughs> My Barnes. God, That's crazy. He's going to kill me when I see him. Who's that, sorry? Sidney <laughs> Tom, Barnes. Tommy Hunt. Oh, Tommy Hunt. Yes, well, he lives nearby, doesn't he? He lives in Leicestershire in England. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've seen him. He's uh, bless him. He's got a great voice. Really belts the songs out. He's still going. 80, is he? 81, Is he eighty-two? Yeah, lovely I man. I think eighty-one or eighty-two. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think so. So then, uh, Skegness. That's going to be great in September. If people haven't got your tickets yet, you need to be getting those because every year it's a sellout. Go to Northern Soul Survivors uh, on Facebook. Check that out and get your tickets booked with Butlins. So Ruby, uh, where did it all start? You're uh, Chicago based, but born starts? in Mississippi. <laughs> it started in high school. Right. Okay. Uh, well, uh, talent competition or gospel choir or. Uh, uh, well, I come from the church. Okay. okay? Uh, but coming to Chicago, I went to High Park High School and took music there. And uh, along with uh, Minnie Ripperton and a few others. Oh, bless. Minnie Ripperton. She was, uh, I mean, I never met her. Obviously, she died, um, well, yes. in the 70s. But uh, yeah, love her stuff. I spoke to Sidney Barnes um, last year. I had the good fortune to spend some time with him at uh, Cleethorpes when he was playing, and he's got some very fond memories of Minnie Ripperton. Yeah, nice. Oh, girl. yeah, they played in a group together, I believe. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Can't think of it. Mm -hmm. Rotary Connection. Yeah. <laughs> Rotary Connection, that's the one. Lovely. So, um, what was your discipline? You say you took music. Did you take, obviously, you took an instrument as well then? Oh, no, you know, no, no instruments. We didn't take instruments. We just did vocals. Oh, right. Vocal exercises in and, and the choir and in, in, in the classroom, yeah. Lovely. Lovely. Good stuff. So, um, yeah. you, um, you started singing in Chicago. Your first, um, your first recording, that was for Kelmac? Uh, yes, now, uh, the CODs, yeah. And, and that was under um, your uh, Ruby Stackhouse? <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. of course, your, Chris, uh, your Christian name, it's not actually Ruby, is it? Uh, yes, it's Ruby, but in that's the, the, the whole name is Ruby Stackhouse. That's on my birth certificate. But oh. I changed it because I was getting so much flack behind the Stackhouse. Oh, right. And I just changed it. <laughs> I just changed it to Andrews, you know. Oh, Julie Andrews was one of my favorite artists. Oh, yeah, yeah. bless her. Yeah, she is lovely. She is lovely. So um, mm -hmm. you had a, a track there, Please Tell Me, and Wishing in 65 for Kelmack, and uh, then went on to Zodiac Records. Mm hmm. Yes. And uh, you had quite a bit of success with Zodiac, of course, and along with their songwriting team. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, uh, the the uh, the Brothers of Soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wrote all of my songs, and we also had the the Funk Brothers as the music musical backups for, right. uh, for those songs. Yeah. Well, that was a great pedigree then to have the Funk Brothers on board. Oh yeah. <laughs> they, they must have been some wild times. Oh uh, well, you know, it was about working, and I love my music, so you know, I mean, I hung with the the Funkadelics with George Clinton over there, and you know, I, I actually moved to Detroit 
about three years while I was working on these songs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Lovely. Well, what sort of year was that? 67-ish? From 67 on up until, I think, uh, 72. All right. So were you in Detroit at the time of the riots? Yes, I was. Wow. I was looking at it out of my car hotel window. That, that, that must have been dreadful. I mean, I remember one of the things, that one of Sidney Barnes' lasting impressions was uh, getting on a plane, coming out of Detroit and looking back and looking, seeing the flames. I, uh, it was like not exciting, but it was interesting. Yeah, I bet. Because I'd never been a part of it, anything like that before and I understood what was happening, but it was like interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of and, course, yeah. It just, and, you know, and it was, it was, it was okay. I, I, I hung out. Yeah, character building, I, hung I think there. it's called it. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. So uh, you had a, a, your first big record with Zodiac was Casanova, of course. Yes, Casanova, your playing days are over, yeah. yeah. Beautiful track. Um, and, mm -hmm. uh, of course, it, it had a, another success in 1980 with um, another Chicago band, Coffee. Yeah. Lovely. Yes, they they covered that, but it was a disco uh, yeah, uh, sort of yeah. thing. And have yeah. you heard Laletta Holloway's version? I was surprised on uh, Cry to Me. Uh, I bought a copy of that recently, and um, there's a, a cover, a, a cover of that track on there as well. So it's getting exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> brilliant. So I'm going to play Casanova next. So there's Casanova, of course, and co-written and produced by uh, Joe Armstead. That's correct, yes. Now, she, yes. Uh, she did an awful lot of writing behind the scenes, also recorded in her own right as well, didn't she? And um, Yes, she did. Yes, I, I think yes, she was she a, another one of the ladies of soul that owned her own record label. Did she own, um, oh, I won't say Giant, but I'm not sure if that's right. Giant, yeah, it was Giant, yeah. Wow. It was Giant. So, and her, her ex-husband uh, had Giant Records, Mill Collins. Okay, yeah. okay. Ah, lovely. Yeah. Good. So um, <laughs> after uh, uh, Zodiac, you released two albums on Zodiac. Yeah, the Black Ruby and the Everybody Saw Your album. Yeah, that's right. Oh, now Black Ruby, that was the, the second LP. And you're telling me that's um, recently been re-released? Yes, remastered and re-released, yes. Fantastic. So that's available. I mean, that's yeah. uh, that recent. It's this year, isn't it? Uh, yes, we we actually I licensed uh, uh, that whole thing to them because now I own Zodiac Records uh, and we we uh, made it into a corporation. So I licensed that to them over in the Netherlands and they did a fantastic job. Lovely. Where fantastic. can where, where can people get a hold of that, please? Huh? Where can people get a hold of that? Um, of that? They can go to well, they can go to my website, my Facebook page, and click on the album, and it will take them to where they can hear it and they can order it. Lovely. Lovely. Mm -hmm. So um, you left Zodiac Records in 1970 yeah. and went to join ABC. Uh, no, I went to ABC in 77, I believe it was. Oh, right. Yeah. And what happened in between? I had a little layover. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. A bit of a, a relax yeah. after all the hard work. Yeah. <laughs> Good, stuff. Good stuff. So you um, released... A, an album with ABC called Genuinely Ruby that was much more sort of disco uh, orientated yeah well not really it was uh, uh, between Ron Dunbar and uh, George McGregor alright and uh, yeah one uh, Ron wrote one side and George wrote one side George wanted to go um, disco and I'm not a disco singer no but okay you, so uh, that was we had a big fight about that <laughs> But you, uh, you had a couple of big tracks on there. Merry Go Round is one of them, and Queen of the Disco. 
Yes, yes. So, uh, merry-go-round. We're going to play that one next. Okay. Well, everything is going great, and I've worked very hard to get to get to where it is gotten. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and I think I've hooked up with the right people over there, and I expect to spend some time with you guys across the pond. Lovely, really looking forward to it. Are you only coming to the UK, or are you going to be doing some other dates elsewhere? Um, a, a few here, but I'm not really doing the stage thing. You know, the the live performance things because. I'm concentrating on the record label right now, you know, and getting, you know, everything back out there. Yeah, you know, and uh, well, I think I'm going to do that. With it. Tell me <laughs> a bit more of um, uh, Ruby Andrew. I mean, really, the big track over here was actually a B-side, and um, it never fails to fill the floor. Tell me about uh, Just Loving You. I mean, it was released in '67, I believe, and then came out again on the 1972 LP Black Ruby. But what a great track! Yes, I have no recollection. I never did the song before except in the recording studio. And quite surprised that it's, it's held such a, a command performance. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, correct. And, 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 and it's hard because you don't, we over here, we don't do B sides. So when it came to my attention, I'm like, I don't even know the song. <laughs> Come on. You know what I'm saying? So I have to get all the way back into that because it is holding its ground over there and it's been a while. Mm. So that is one of the songs that you'll be pl- playing at Skegness. Um, do you get to choose your own songs or do the organisers tell you which songs that they want you to play? Well, he gave me my own ideas as to what I wanted to do and, you know, most of the songs I'll do of my own. Yeah, of course. You know, and, then, and a couple more that I really like to do that I love and there's Solomon Burke's, uh, 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 which one is that? Oh, God, I can't even think of it. It's Solomon Burke, okay? Oh, right, Cry okay. to me. Cry to me, yeah. Yes, in a, in a, a one by the Staple Singers, uh, you know, what? let's do it again. You mm-hmm. know, those are two of my favorites, so I'll throw those in there with with mine. Great stuff. The reason I ask is that um, I was talking to Dee Dee Sharp a couple of years ago when she performed at Blackpool for uh, Richard Serling and Kev Roberts uh, for the International mm-hmm. Soul Festival, and um, she was telling me that she was... Uh, one of the things that tainted it for her, she had a great weekend, but she wishes she'd been able to choose her own tracks because when she got there, she said, uh, or before she went, she was given a list of songs that she had to perform. And she's saying, but some of these I don't even remember having recorded. Doesn't matter. Learn them, play them again. <laughs> no. um, I mean, that's uh, crazy. Well, yeah, yeah. I suppose they are the songs that the fans wanted to see, I mean, uh, to, to hear. But um, someone like her and like you that got a big back catalogue of great tracks, you should yeah, be able to, yeah. um, you know, you should be able to choose your own, and you don't have to be singing well, somebody I've else's got to, stuff. I've got to lying. do what the people bought. Yeah, yeah. Of mine, you know what I'm saying? Like Merry Go Round. Yeah. That one was never here. It made uh, a lead way in 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 over over where you are mm-hmm. at uh, Anchor Records. That was an uh, uh, extension of ABC Records. All right. And so that record went number one over there, and there was another one I got a bone to pick with you. That one also was it was over there, but not over here. No, yeah. The, I can see that tastes change either side of the Atlantic. And also yeah. at different time periods as well, of course, because uh, we're finding in England, in England now that the records that weren't picked up in the 60s and early 70s are now going for big money uh, because I tastes know. have changed. <laughs> tastes have changed. 
But uh, yeah, no, there's still I, lots of lots of great music. But, but you know, I think that the people, have, the the places, and the people have changed, not the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah, know what I'm probably. saying? So, I mean, it, it to me is still the same because I've been here all the time. You know what I'm saying? Because this is my career yeah, yeah. and this is what I do. You know, so but I don't see any change except the faces and the places have changed. <laughs> Lovely. Are you still writing and recording or anything now? I know you're putting all your energy into your record label, but is there any new material coming out? Uh, I'm thinking about working with Jack Ashford oh, from the Lovely. Funk Brothers. Yeah. And uh, we're talking about getting Joe and uh, Valerie uh, Simpson to do some stuff for me. Crikey. Yes, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, look forward to uh, hearing some of that. Uh, that would be great. Yeah. So, um, I mean, what do you think, going back to uh, you, what you said about the times and the places, um, What? why do you think that 70s soul music or, or music of that era continues to generate such a devoted following, especially in the UK, but also across Europe? I don't know how it's received in America. I can only talk about... Um, about over here but why do you think mm -hmm. these songs well well because the songs are, are telling stories about people's lives mm -hmm. and people can identify with the songs you know with the lyrics and all of that yeah and the rest of it you just can't you know the younger generation we can't get to that you know I mean, we, have our, we have our own stuff you know what i'm saying yeah. but i i always sing about life in my life and and all that crazy stuff that was going on in, in my life, mm -hmm. you know, and my records uh, sort of, you know, captures that. Yeah, I, I can identify with that because I often think that this uh, music is somewhere that takes you somewhere. You can hear a record and all of a sudden you're transported back in time to a time, a place, a particular girl, whatever, just an event. And that it, it doesn't need to be, the song doesn't need to be about that person, about that place. It just takes you back, and it's synonymous it takes with that you experience. Back. Memories, yeah, memories, memories, great stuff. And, and it's there, you know. The the memories are still there, and you can also attach it to your, your, your what's happening now to you. Yeah, you yeah. see what I'm saying? Because the, that kind of thing never goes out of style, never. No, it, I think the records will outlive us. I'm complaining that Casanova is stalking me. Okay. <laughs> It's been stalking me. I, if if I had known then what I know now, I probably would have still done it. But, you know, I'm like, when is it going to stop? And people say, it's not going to stop. So just forget about no, it. No, no. Do it. That's right. Absolutely. A great record. <laughs> great record. Really yeah. stood the test of time. If you think of the thousands and thousands of records that were made in Chicago alone in the late 60s, never mind every other American, uh, American city mm -hmm. and all those record labels, that is definitely one of the standout tracks. So you want a very big pat on the back for that. Um, and a oh, yeah. in your career then, I mean, all the time that you were making music and in the business, you must have toured with some big bands uh, and made some great friends. Oh, I toured. I toured with about just everybody in the record business. Yeah, the artists and the the Apollo Theater and the Fox Theater in Detroit and the Regal here. At that time, we were doing huge uh, uh, venues, wow. and they were just like theaters. You yeah. know, we didn't do clubs and stuff like that. Maybe if you wanted to do a club, you come home and get some rest when you come off the road, and then go out and hang out. You know. That kind of thing. And then you come home, you go to sleep, you get up and go back out on the road. And that's how it was happening, you know. Great stuff. And, of course, you also had a bit of a, a TV career, didn't you? You had a show alongside Jerry Butler? Yes, I did. It was called Soul out of New York. And our first guest was uh, Donny Hathaway. Oh, right. Love it, yeah, I co-hosted with, with Jerry. <laughs> I was yeah. nervous. I was so scared. Oh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> 
Because, uh, yeah, uh, Jerry, he's gone on to um, be Mayor of Cook County or County Commissioner. Commissioner, County Commissioner, but he's kind of out of it now. He's getting ready to leave that job because he has Parkinson's. Oh, bless. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dear. That's exactly. awful. Exactly. So, so we're behind him here all the way. Yeah. Do you still see him? Do you still see many of your old contacts? I mean, living in Chicago, having grown up there, you must. Mm -hmm. Not really. Nobody's here except me. Everybody's oh. gone. Oh, bless. <laughs> Oh dear. Gene Chandler, Gene Chandler was here, but he's gone to California with his with his, his lady. And All right. Actually, I'm the I'm the only one that's still here. Oh no, oh no. Yeah. California beckons. Then get some sunshine on your back. I know. I'm gonna take a vacation. Coming over there is gonna be my vacation. Good. Well, I hope you've got your big coat because it's either big coat or little coat in England. We don't have sunshine. That's. Uh... Yeah, oh, well, that, you know, I've been there before, so I know about the weather. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I've got a couple of coats in my suitcase already. You see Good. what I'm saying? <laughs> and socks and stuff like that, so I know. But you know what I saw when I was there in, what was it, 71, 72? Right. Everybody, it was so cold. But I saw people with no coats on with their backs out and no stockings on and shoes, <laughs> and they were going out. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And so the promoter said, well, they're used to it. I said, well, I'm not. It made me colder. Yeah, yeah. I suppose you're right. I suppose you're right. Yeah, yeah. you know, so I, I, couldn't get, I couldn't get to that one. No. No. Um, so how long are you going to be across in the UK for? Is it just for the weekend, or are you going to uh, make it a two weeks or something? Are you going to take, it, take oh, in some sites? Uh, well, the, the, I think the 25th or the 24th is the end of the, the concert. Yeah. And I'm going to uh, probably extend my stay to go over to the Netherlands for about a month oh, cool. to hang yeah. with those guys and, mm -hmm. and see how the operation is ran over there and, you know, probably get a few hookups over there. Good stuff. Lovely. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, wish you all the very best with that. I look forward to hopefully meeting you in, uh, in September at Skegness. Yes. Uh, what I'm sure yes. is going to be a great event. It's always a sellout and uh, it's a very happy event and you can have a wild time. Thank you very yes. much. Thank you very much for giving me the interview and uh, joining me here on Radio Newark. We're going to play out now with uh, a tune from the Black Ruby LP. I guess that don't yes. make me a loser. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you soon. Good okay. Luck. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>